it's Big Joe for Absolute Comfort, your trusted, independent, American Standard Air dealer. Owner Chris Wedekin sells the ductless Mitsubishi Electric Mini Split, which is a great option to heat and cool individual spaces while blending into the decor. If you want your poker room to be dressed up, you could take a vinyl wrap and put on these. If you like the more modern look, they have styles in black, silver, and pearl white that would be more aesthetically pleasing for your rooms. Find out more at absolutecomfort.org. Absolute Comfort is your trusted, independent, American Standard Air Mitsubishi Electric Elite Ductless Pro Dealer. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com Rob Kendall, Jim Merritt, Abdullah Kibshabaz. The program is Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Before we begin the show, let's meet the panel. You know him from 30 years in the Indiana Senate. Nobody knows the Indiana Statehouse quite like him. The great Jim Merritt. Hello. Robert. And you know him as the owner and operator of IndyPolitics.org. He's an author. He's a broadcaster. He's an attorney. Abdul Akeem Shabazz, hello. Good morning, my friend. How's it going? All right. Uh, this is going to be like a high school basketball game. There's going to be a JV uh, topic before we get to the uh, the varsity topic, the main. High the, school basketball, I have no idea. The, yeah, well, I know you don't, but Merritt will know what I'm talking of about. Course. They always play a JV game yes. first, and yes. then the varsity comes out and plays. Uh, all right. So our JV topic for today uh, is indeed this bill. Very interesting, the timing on this that would uh, put some parameters, shall we say, around being attorney general in the state of Indiana. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, you have to have a law license to be the attorney general for the state of Indiana. Now, this bill, an Indiana Capital Chronicle, with the reporting on this, it it passed out of committee um, six to two, and it would put new requirements around being the attorney general for the state of Indiana, which basically says... If your law license is suspended without renewal, you're automatically ineligible to be the attorney general. Well, you know, I I think I I understand what the legislature is doing. Putting my state senator hat on, I understand what it is that they're trying to do. Uh, I I find it interesting that that this bill came to light uh, when we've had Curtis Hill and now and now Todd Rokita as the last two attorney general attorney general um occupants if you will uh it 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 strikes me as it, it to your term of basketball fundamentally strange that that they have this this uh, this um bill this amendment that was put on the bill and and it it, it stands to reason that Maybe the Republican caucus supports this, and that's why they uh, had this bill go forward, this language go forward. But it's still a long way off from being becoming law, and it has to go in front of the Senate and then back to the House. And it's kind of late for this session, isn't it? It is to, late. To be doing it, that? It is, and they're going to sign you die, uh, what is it, February 22nd right now? They're gone in a week, week or 10 days. And so— uh, this is a big public policy statement that that the Senate is making right now that that committee, and it just uh, I'm not sure if it's going to make the finish line. Yeah. So basically, what the bill says again, Indiana Capital Chronicle with the reporting on this, the person, the Attorney General in this case, can't have been disbarred or suspended without automatic reinstatement within one year 
of the election. So, Abdul, my question to you is, how is this different than the law already? Because isn't the law already you have to have a law license in order to be attorney general? Well, I want to say it has – if my memory serves me correctly, and Jimmy, correct me if I'm wrong here, that's always sort of been the rule, but I don't think it's ever been codified in statute. statute. I and, think and, they're putting it – And, and I, think, I think what yeah. they're doing is like, okay – it's, it's sort of been understood that, you know, if you don't have a law license, you can't be attorney general. That's sort of common sense. But sometimes you got to write things down yeah. and put it in paper and make it very clear what, what the law is. So I think when they basically say, hey, if your law license is suspended or and not re, without possibility of reinstatement, yes, there's, Supreme, there's disciplinary commission rules and Supreme Court rules. We're going to codify this in the actual statute itself. But what's surprising to me is that Todd Rukita, who this might affect, should things go forward— as some have anticipated, uh, is beloved in the legislature. You keep saying that. Uh, you, keep, you are the only person I hear. And, and look, nobody, I, I, maybe I, it's just the spot attorney general. No, nobody, nobody knows the General Assembly and the workings of that building like you. And I know you have said this for a long time, but you are the only person I hear say that. Well, th- what I get, get from it is that the Republican grassroots uh, love him. He, he, he goes to... Lincoln Day dinners and flies in on his airplane and and, and he's very popular with the base and and what I'm assuming and maybe that's changed in the last couple years but I guess you shouldn't assume anything but the bottom line is is is, uh, when when Curtis Hill was Attorney General uh, the legislature was uh, willing to look the other way and I'm I'm assuming and possibly wrongly is that uh, Todd Rokita is in the same part of their heart, if you will. Abdul, I'm going to guess you have a different opinion on how people feel about <laughs> Todd Rokita. Just, just a little different. Well, we're going to find out pretty just quick a, here. Just a little different, my good friend Jim Merritt. Uh, my, my thing is this. Uh, being in that building every almost every day, I can tell you that Todd Rokita is not loved by most lawmakers. Now, he's got his 20 25%, which is sort of his floor, ceiling, which is what I would argue that he would have in sort of any Republican sort of led election. 25% is floor, 25% is assumed. That's Todd Rakita. Nobody else can stand Todd Rakita. Mm-hmm. And when... Is it his personality? Yes. It's his personality. He's a jerk. Yeah. Plain, well, he's another four-letter word, but for the most part, his <laughs> jerk is what he is. Well, why doesn't he have an opponent? He might. No, no. Actually, he uh, he may have an opponent in Rodney Cummings. Okay. Uh, who is a... Uh, but, a county prosecutor up in um but there are lawyers in that legislature Deca- is it decatur county not, that- not decatur county uh up north uh oh, in, in, from anderson yeah madison county. Madison madison county. Yeah. i'm sorry yes but 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 if he's so unloved if you will there's a lot of ego and there's a lot of ambition in that building and why doesn't somebody step but, out but is but is the difference that the 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 people who are more apt to be convention delegate don't reflect people that are in that state house. I mean, I think there's a lot more. I'll, I'll grant you that establishment type people in the state house. Yes, I, I would argue that a, a a general election voter is less partisan than a convention voter, which, which is less is less partisan than the primary voter. The the the, the smaller the body of, of the electorate, the more ideological they are. Which is why convention voters are much more conservative or liberal. And primary voters who are much more liberal conservative than general election voters. Okay, let's talk about the bigger issue, though, which is you've now had – you had a previous attorney general, Curtis Hill, who had his law license suspended 30 days. It was reinstated. He kept being attorney general. And we can get into the merits of that. Of course, he was never charged with anything criminally, no ethics violations, civil suit thrown out. But this disciplinary commission did do something to him. 
Now you have Rokita, who has been reprimanded, and it looks like is about to be in for a new slugfest with the disciplinary commission that could result in some sort of suspension. Isn't that the bigger story? Why can't we just get people who are the chief law enforcement officer of the state who stop putting themselves in these positions? Well, I would argue maybe one way to do that is to have the attorney general's off have the attorney general appointed by the governor. Now, you have said this for a while. We had Nikki Kelly on from the Indiana Capital Chronicle on our Kendall and Casey show on WIBC this week, and she said no way. She doesn't think that's she doesn't think that's going. I, I don't going think it's going to happen. Number one, because uh, the more you shrink this uh, in the way of availability of offices for for people lawyers to run for, for for instance, uh, it it I think it was common sense to change the uh, the superintendent of public education into an appointed spot. Uh, but I think the attorney general is a, a total different situation. You could almost make a, a case for auditor uh, to turn into being the state controller. But um, uh, attorney general, I think that's pretty far. I, I agree with you that it's not going to happen in I didn't. Jim's lifetime, anyway. Maybe mine, but not Jim's. Oh, well. <laughs> Maybe not necessarily. Look, I don't mean to you compare have news? health. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mean to compare health records here, but I think he's had a better year than you have. Yeah, but I'm still down 60 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but, but I will say this. Uh, back in my home state of Illinois, I used to actually work for the Illinois Attorney General. And Illinois, the Attorney General is actually a constitutionally created position. So it has to be elected by the people. And also in Illinois, the Attorney General is actually sort of third in line for a governor, the mm -hmm. governor, lieutenant governor, attorney general. And if the if there was an appointed attorney general, then that person could not serve as governor because the, the governor must be elected by the people not appointed. So maybe the, the trick is maybe make the attorney general's office constitutionally created as opposed to statutorily created. As a state senator, as a member of the House of Representatives, the people of the Indiana General Assembly rely on the attorney general to defend state law. And and they've seen a divide between the attorney general and the governor's office. Uh, those personalities are, were so, are, currently are so different. I'm sure they're going to want to have have an island that is going to defend them rather than depending on the governor who signed or vetoed the, uh, the, the bill that they had passed. And so I think they're going to want, um, you know, someone to depend on that is independently elected by the and, state. And also think, too, is I, th I think in this situation, it is not the office that's the issue. Because when Steve Carter was there, when Greg Zell was there, uh, uh, who else? Uh, I want to say uh, former Mayor Gary, Indiana. Karen. Karen Freeman. Everything was fine. They didn't have these big yeah. uh, gubernatorial. But if you go way back in time, there was a there was a um, uh, attorney general by the name of Ted Sendak who gave Bob Orr, Governor Bob Orr, fits. He was from he was from Lake County, and he he was crusty, and and he and the governor fought over everything. So what you're saying is an attorney general from Lake County wants to paint a butt to the governor is what you're saying. <laughs> and he's a Republican. And so, so what you're saying is an attorney general from Lake County wants to paint the butt to the governor. You are an encyclopedia, man. I mean, we need to just extract everything out of your brain and put it in a vault somewhere so that it can live on forever, Merritt. They they, dis, they disdained each other. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com 
Rob Kendall, Jim Merritt, Abdul Keep Shabazz. The program is State House Happening. Your <laughs> weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. All right, let's get to what Merritt and I were talking about before we went on air. Jim, is this the most amazing story you've ever seen in Indiana politics and government? Yeah, and, and it's it's interesting. The the uh, people the the new media, as I call it, uh, people like Nikki Kelly and and Abdul and yourself know this, but I don't think the people out in in, in really Hoosiers out in Indiana really understand the gravity and the enormousness of this issue. All right, so we're talking about, this story appeared, we're doing this on Thursday, It's uh, so it would be yesterday, in the Indiana Capitol Chronicle, Casey Smith, the reporting, involving a, a guy by the name of Gabe Whitley, who is running for United States Congress on the Republican side in the 7th Congressional District, and it involves alleged excessive campaign contributions and a fraudulent finance reporting. Now, full disclosure, this uh, article is based in part on a claim filed by my wife, Gabrielle, with the uh, Indiana Election Division and the Federal Election Commission. And Abdul, you and I, and this is another story for another time, but we've been dealing with Gabe for close to two years now. And when you read this story in print and you actually see the things that he is accused of and that the Capitol Chronicle reported on, it is simply unbelievable involving these excessive campaign contributions and fraudulent finance reporting. And the Capitol Chronicle knocked it out of the park with the this report on Gabe Whitley. Mm-hmm. Well, Abdul, it, this is, I, I need to reemphasize this. When, when I was coming up in politics, I'd started pouring coffee in 1975. And, and the politics back then was the Indianapolis Star, the Indianapolis News, uh, radio and and um, all these different little newspapers that were big with opinion pages, and 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 nobody's covering this other than the new media. And and uh, I, I'm I'm so glad that we are putting some some sunlight on this. But it's it this is large and it needs to be exposed even more so than you and and others in the new media. Yeah, a couple of things. I want to preface this. You know, one skinful disclosure. Rob and I have dealt with Gabe Whitley for years, and actually, uh, most recently, uh, he filed a complaint against me with the Indiana Disciplinary Commission. Uh, they did a, their preliminary investigation and basically said, to put in layman's terms, this is total BS, have a nice day, yeah. <laughs> and go away. Now, with that said, because uh, actually, uh, it was, it's kind of funny because, you know, like I said, the new media, we were all friends, we would still compete with each other because I was working on the exact same story, but I was like, hey, you know what? Because I got, uh, because I'm having legal issues with Gabe Whitley, I sent Nikki an email like, hey, Nikki, you go ahead, you guys run with it. I'll just cut and paste it the next, the next day, which they did, and 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 it's serious because it is it is fraudulent campaign finance reports, it is fraudulent uh, donors, it is alleged fraudulent uh, dollar amounts that were given too, because there are so, only so much you can give on in, in a primary, and a number of his donations donate, and I'm using air quotes here exceeded those amounts so as my mother would say when you can't even do wrong right <laughs> because if, you, if you're gonna if you're gonna file fraudulent campaign finance reports at least make it look like you know don't don't, don't have everybody give you like thirty three hundred dollars or five hundred dollars because most people give like you no know, 100 bucks 50 bucks and they're all retired and half these people didn't exist and i would give uh my friends capital chronicle credit uh they did sort of a a reverse image search and looked up. Some people were like, you no know, doctors and therapists. They looked in, in like other states uh, outside of Indiana. 
So they went to the professional licensing board, looked for these people, license registrations. They either didn't exist or there was an issue with it. So, yeah. <laughs> and, and I will tell you, you know, my wife spent countless hours putting these complaints together. It was just unbelievable how every time you would look at something, it would lead you somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And she, to her credit, just kept digging and digging and digging. And um, where is this going? Well, this is the question, right? I mean, it's been the complaints have been submitted to the Indian Election D uh, Division. It's been, you know, submitted to um, the uh, the Federal Election Commission. And now it's in their hands. I mean, you would hope that given his inability to answer these questions, I mean, you would think, I think a reasonable person would say, if because he couldn't answer these questions to Capital Chronicle. He wouldn't, they asked him about specific things. They looked at the complaints. They did their own digging. They said, okay, what about these people? What about this person? He couldn't answer the questions. And if these people, you know, hey, no, this is my, you know, my friend and here's the phone number and here's where you can, you can call him at. None of that was done in his response to them, and it's like no, there's no answers to any of it. And and, and the thing is, too, if you look at uh, his alleged donor list, some of it just doesn't make sense. Why would somebody in Texas or Utah <clears throat> give money to a, give thousands of dollars to a congressional candidate in Indiana? Let's just be honest and maybe maybe, maybe got a family member in Maine or or Florida, Virginia. Okay, yeah, but. Texas, Utah, they're going to give like you know thousands of dollars to this person. Like, come on, let's let's be serious. I guess my question is: is is there enough teeth in the law in in state law? And and uh, right now he's a candidate. There's yeah, nothing, he's there's running. Nothing. He's running for Congress in yeah. the seventh congressional district, which is Marion County. Yes, and and he could. Let's just say he's putting his name on the line. He could win. He could and be so, the nominee. Yes, he could be the nominee running against Andre Carson. Right, and so and, and so anything can happen. And so I guess my question is to to you know the midair is what 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 can somebody uh, th there's been a complaint filed uh, there's going to be exposure to it uh, what does the FEC do now they, they can't terminate his his candidacy can they find him yeah so here's what Capital Chronicle wrote at the end of the story and again go to Indiana Capital Chronicle read this whole report we're not even gonna be able to scratch the surface on a lot of this with this Gabe Whitley guy but here's what they wrote enforcement cases can come with audits complaints referrals or self-submissions according to the agency website the FEC website says its jurisdiction is limited to civil enforcement of the federal campaign finance laws Contributions in the name of another can result in civil penalties and or jail time. Criminal cases are handled by the U.S. Department of Justice. So it's in other people's hands now. And this is what these people do is they investigate these sort of things mm -hmm. and we'll see where it leads. Mm -hmm. Obviously, those people have abilities and powers we don't have right. so or that the, the Indiana Capital Chronicle because, doesn't because, have. Because one thing that I know, I know one thing for a fact they can do is that Gabe... Uh, mentioned on his campaign finance reports that he banks at Old National Bank, which is literally right on the other side of Monument Circle. And so what the, what the FEC can do, and to a certain degree the Indiana Election Commission, uh, what they can do is they can subpoena his bank records and deposit slips uh, in Old National Bank. Okay, does Gabe Whitley, did he make these contributions? Did he reportedly do so? And, uh, and by the way, here's another little interesting fact that will be in the cheat sheet this weekend, by the way. Uh, in addition to the the complaints filed with the Indian Election Commission, as well as the Federal Election Commission, the Marion County prosecutors got their hands on all this as well because their violations of state law uh, and their poss possible violations of state law uh, when he filed his reports. The, I think the bigger question, though, 
is, look, we had a legal run-in with Gabe, which is why we started looking into Gabe. If we had not had that legal run-in with Gabe, we would not have been looking at Gabe, and then my wife obviously wouldn't have put all this time into Gabe. And had that not been done, and she had not put countless hours into citing and sourcing and examining, and then, you know, hey, well, check this, and this doesn't check out. Let's see if it checks out over here. He, no, this, no one would know about this right now. He would be, this would not have come to the surface. And you have to wonder, how often does this sort of stuff actually happen? Obviously, this is a George Santos thing who got into Congress. He made it all the way into Congress. Now, look, no Republicans beating Andre Carson. It wouldn't matter if he, you know, he or Gabe or anybody else raised $10 million. You're not beating Andre Carson. But George Santos, on somewhat similar stuff, not exactly the same, but somewhat similar stuff, made it all the way a fraud to to U.S. Congress. Right. And, and here's another little bit of irony. Uh, Gabe Whitley and George Santos actually kind of look alike with the glasses. Yeah. So that's my question is, how, when the when the enforcement mechanism is really now look the FEC in public documents had already flagged some of this stuff pre these complaints yes. and they had written to Gabe about the, these issues that they had now not to this extent but they had already flagged this however it is sort of dependent upon either a private citizen looking and investigating catching these things and alerting the you know the enforcement mechanisms mm-hmm. or it's dependent upon in an audit, a random audit, them catching something like this and and flagging it and starting to investigate it. So how often does this sort of thing happen? Well, it's not going to happen very often because... Most people obey the law. <laughs> yeah, most people obey the law, number one. And two, people really are, are, are not interested in the minutia, in the detail. They, 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 they're trying to get their kids in bed at night. They're trying to make a, a living during the day and fight Biden inflation. And, and so there's there's really there's not a whole lot of interest in, in this because the system is so convoluted and so difficult. And you all know the system to a certain extent. And obviously your, your wife is much more, much smarter than you are. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and also uh, at this at this one as well is in, in the world of campaign finance, I mean, the pool of people actually understand what's going on isn't really all that big. Oh, and, and, in, and in the universe of Republicans, Democrats, they kind of count on each other sort of to sort of self-police. Yeah. That if a Republican does something weird with his campaign finance reports or a Democrat does, you, you can't sort of expect the other party to bring it to to the attention of... Uh, not not only that, not only that, you, ha- you have people who, and, and we all know these people in the past that are... <laughs> sometimes put in jail and, and that's a really big deterrent itself and we've seen that in the last couple of years where where um, individuals have have uh, done something wrong and and they go to jail and that that's the biggest deterrent and that's that that I think that's one of the reasons why people try to uh, not only because it's right and it's lawful is they just don't want to be incarcerated so I want to just go back to you, Jim, on this, because obviously you spent 30 years in the Senate. You were deeply involved in politics in Indianapolis and state level before that. Let's give you 40 years of experience. Does that sound reasonable? Yeah. In your 40 years, have you ever seen, and now look, this guy's not the governor. He's not a statewide office holder. He's not a known quantity. 
but he wants to be a known quantity. Have you ever seen anything like what's reported in the Indiana Capitol Chronicle in Indiana politics or government? I have not ever seen anything like this. I, we've seen little implosions where where uh, uh, there's a straw man involved with, with contributions, but uh, this is something that that uh, that not everybody knows about, and and everybody should go to the Indiana Capital Chronicle. And and what's really really um, disconcert, disconcerting and and worrisome is that it took it took Gabrielle really to put the uh, the um, spotlight on it. There there should be more enforcement. Uh, we don't think there will be, but. Um, it, it uh, Robert, it's it's kind of downright scary that someone could job the system as much as this person has been reported to do. And also, too, also keep in mind too that you're talking about a Republican candidate in the seventh congressional district. That the seventh the seventh district is basically sixty five thirty five Democrat yeah. Republican. So no no one really expect him to pay attention because no one would expect him to actually have a shot at winning. However, when you when you when you just just sort of flagrantly just. <laughs> Do everything. It's like, why are you bringing attention to yourself and just like like what well, I said? If 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 you can't even do wrong right, you need to go be held accountable. Yeah, it, this is a big deal, right, Abdul? And look, we've had a, a legal run in with Gabe before, and we've disclosed that. But uh, you know, this is a big deal. Yes, because I want to say, uh, in the twenty years that I've been here in Indiana covering uh, covering government politics, and actually, no, I mean, let me put it this way. I'm from Illinois. Even in Illinois, don't try to do this kind of crap. <laughs> the, 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 we know, the three of us know, this is a large, large impact on politics. But the question is, is do others who are in enforcement positions think the same? And how long, how long is it going to be before the FEC acts? Yeah. That, I mean, that... he, he could get the nomination in May and be on the ballot in November. And, and is it going to be... Six weeks, six months, six years. How 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 quickly are they going to act? And as well as our own election division at the Secretary of State's office, also, what is going to happen next? And also keep in mind too, uh, in, in fairness to the to, to the quote unquote legacy media, uh, what I found is, is that folks like you no, know, whether it's Indiana Capital Chronicle, Indiana Politics, or State Affairs, or to less degree Mirror Indy, the story will break in those. News yeah. platforms, and then then the big then the IBJ and the Napa Star and the TV station, the red station, like, oh my God, what the heck is going on here? Yeah, but the, but also with our friends down in Clarksville, with what they're suffering from. You're talking about the Jamie Knoll stuff. Yes, uh, it, when you when you look at that area, uh, that hasn't get, gotten coverage in South Bend or Indianapolis. We're uh, it. it. We are it. Well, but <laughs> and, but, but but also the Jamie Knoll story too, to a certain degree, is more of a. It, it's got some statewide implications, but it's more of a regional story than a than a than a statewide. But if you're like best friends with the governor, yeah, or yeah. basically best friends with the governor, isn't that a news story? Like, yeah, doesn't with, somebody want to know? Well, hey, weren't you supposed to ask Holcomb what he knew and when about Jamie Knoll? Did we well, put you well, on that? Well, with an online world that we're in, uh, it it <laughs> you would think that that you would think that more people in Indianapolis would be seeing what's going on down in Clark County, but I think if you ask any person on the street, if they know anything about the former sheriff of Clark County, they wouldn't know. And 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 to me, with with the internet and everything that's going on, that it it, it everything is 
is is worldwide now, and I'm just surprised that it hasn't gotten the run here. But I was also argue too that most people in Indiana have no idea where Clark County is. I, well, I would agree with that, but <laughs> not many people know who Gabe Whitley yeah, exactly. is either. And and like I said, the, the the Jamie Knowles story is more of a Clark County, Louisville, Kentucky type story. Like so once again, it's more that region is what is what is what that is. Mm-hmm. Just like what happens in Terre Haute, Evansville. You know, Gary Ford Wayne is more of a regional story than it, than statewide implication. This is to say that it's unimportant statewide, mm-hmm. but but from a regional perspective, oh, there was a crooked politician in Clark County. What else is new? Right. Well, of course, I did also register some Clark County folks last night at the gridiron at the uh, Who's Your Idol dinner. Like, hey, uh, so you guys become the new Gary? What's going on down there? <laughs> well, look, it'll be interesting to see how this story plays out. It's obviously in the hands of the people who can investigate it, and if the need they feel the need to do something about it. Um, but it's just an unbelievable story. Capital Chronicle did a great job of, uh, of reporting on it and we'll keep an eye on it and update people as it, uh, as it goes along. Uh, you guys did a great job as always on the panel today. I couldn't be more proud of the both of you, which is rare. I mean, a lot of times I leave here and think I could be less proud of you, but today I couldn't be more well, proud Abdul of you. Well, Abdul and I are going to sign a petition to bring Gabrielle in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Abdul, keep your boss, Jim Merritt. You're the best. Thank you. Thank you. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com Rob Kendall, Jim Merritt, Abdul Keep Shabazz, the program is Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Don't forget, you can find Abdul on Twitter at ATTYAbdul, at ATTYAbdul, and be sure to bookmark his very fabulous website, IndiePolitics.org, IndiePolitics.org. Jim Merritt on Twitter, at Jim underscore Merritt, at Jim underscore Merritt, and Jim Merritt has his own podcast. It's called Merit in the Morning. Merit in the Morning, and you can find it on YouTube and Facebook by searching for Merit in the Morning. Me, I'm on Twitter, at Rob M. Kendall, at Rob M. Kendall, and you can hear me weekdays, 9 until noon, weekdays, 9 until noon, the Kendall and Casey Show on 93.1 WIBC. And as always, we want to thank each of you for listening to Statehouse Happenings this week. We couldn't do it without you. And thanks, as always, to our sponsor, FreedomFoodsIndiana.com. That's going to do it for us this week. For Abdullah Keep Shabazz, for Jim Merritt, I'm Rob Kendall. You've been listening to Statehouse Happenings.